Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we had just finished off with the widow woman whom uh, the prophet had uh, helped her with her debt that she was in. The question was asked, uh, you know that my servant had, uh, or you know that my husband had feared the Lord and uh, how uh, he died and he had a debt. He also helped out and was of the, of the sons of the prophet. And Elijah, of course, you know, he said that, uh, what do you want me to do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? Well, of course, we learned uh, about the the work of the Holy Spirit being poured out in our lives and uh, how through that we can do a comparison that as long as there was vessels to fill, then, of course, the oil was uh, being poured forth. God does not waste neither time nor anything precious in our lives, which that which leads us to the next story, which is in 2 Kings in chapter 4. Uh, starting in verse number six, this is actually just a or or, or verse number eight, excuse me, uh, following just right after the story of the of the widow that now had uh, paid off her debt. It included having to go sell the oil, incorporate possibly her sons to help her out to do this to pay off the debt to the debtor, and on the rest that was going to be left over for them to live on. Now we're going to look at a different type of provision. The provision here, uh, well, actually, if we were to go back to the story of the woman with the the little uh, thing of oil and the little bit of wheat in the barrel, consider this. The cruise of oil was almost empty. The barrel was almost empty. It had just barely, barely enough. And then the house where they closed everything in and the woman was filling all the empty vessels. Well, when we get to this third story, now we have a woman and her husband that are uh, most likely up in age. Uh, they're both very wealthy. They're both very well known in the community, but she has an empty womb. Now, just consider that, that we got just out of these stories every single thing that was empty that needed to be filled. That's just a thought. Consider it. Well, in the book of Second Kings, chapter 4, verse 8, it says, And it fell on a day that Elijah passed through Shuman. Shun. Nimmin, well, S-H-U-N-E-M, where was a great woman. And the word great could be everything from she was uh, uh, old to she was very well known to she had great respect or piety towards God and or uh, she was very rich. It could be a combination of any of those or all of those put together. And of course, we're going to see later that it does include her fear of God. Her reverence towards God was deep. 
And uh, a little historical background on her, if you were to do some research on this uh, lady, some of the Jews from the from in the back history of, of this woman believe that this lady was the sister of the young woman that was brought to King David to help keep him warm. Uh, she was a Shemanite, just like this woman was. And of course, you know, a lot sometimes can be tradition. Uh, we don't have actual, but they were from the same city. So it could be very possible that they were also very well related. This was also a place that Elijah would pass through on a regular basis. Doesn't mean that he lived there, but if he was getting from point A to point B, if he was going to the school of the prophets on a regular basis, it could be that this city happened to be right in the area or the spot where he was going to be traveling through. So that's why the story talks about, and it fell on a day. Uh, in the book of Job, you'll find that the story of Job says, and it fell on a certain day that Satan and, well, actually, uh, it says that the sons of God uh, came to present themselves before God, and of course, amongst them, so was Satan. So it, it's it's identifying a, a specific day on which this happened, and it fell on a on a day that Elijah passed to uh, Shuman, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. Now you have to understand, she either knew about or had heard about Elijah or there was a certain way that he walked or talked or moved and definitely when she invited him to come and eat there was a certain way that he ate now Elijah was not alone he had a servant with him just like he had served his predecessor who was taken up in a whirlwind up into heaven Now this man, he also has someone that serves him, Gehazi. And uh, the scripture says, And she constrained him to eat bread, and so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned there to eat bread. And the chances are that he was not alone, that Gehazi was also with him. Now Gehazi appears later in the stories, uh, when Naaman, when Naaman, who was a leopard, a captain of the Syrian army, is healed by dipping in the waters of the uh, one of the rivers, the River Jordan, and uh, of course he wanted to be compensated for his uh, for the reward of of what had been done by the prophet which, of course, leprosy came upon him that had just come off of Nahum. Now, also, this was one of the, this was the servant that was with the prophet when they were surrounded by one of the armies, and he asked, Lord, open his eyes that he can see that there's more that are with us than those that are against us. So he most likely had his servant with him because he does appear here on the narrative a little bit later. And, of course, 
as I said, and it fell on a certain day. Now we find another example in the book of Second Samuel, chapter 19, verse 32. Now this is about King David. So, so it says, now Barzillah was very aged man, even fourscore. He was 80 years old. And he provided the king of sustenance while he lay at Mahing, for he was very he was a very great man. So we find in this story the the identification was a very great man. Also says he was a very aged man. So we've got both that he was old, he was very rich, and he sustained the king while the king was fleeing and hiding from. Um, one of his sons that uh, actually wanted to take his his life, and I believe uh, this one was Absalom, and take over the crown. So let's go back to the narrative. And it fell on a day that Elijah passed through Shuman, where was a great woman. And the word there, great, that is actually used, as I said, this will be the third definition of it. It is it says uh, older, uh, uh, insolent, uh, someone that was just up in age. But she constrained him. She wanted him to eat bread there. However the house was, however the place was, however it looked, we're not told, but this woman was concerned about this man that she would see passing by. And of course, the woman was married, and it says, And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat. So after, after the woman had pressed him to come and eat, it became a habit that if he was going by in that direction, that the prophet would stop there to eat. And as I mentioned, uh, most likely his servant was with him. Uh, doesn't say if he was also fed, but most likely he was also fed also. So as we continue in the narrative, it says in verse number 9, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 9, it says, And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. Now the woman is the one that caught it. She's the one that sensed that this man was a little different. He's not your regular, usual uh, individual, there was something about him that was different. Now you re- you have to remember he had also been hanging around the other prophet, which was taken up to heaven. So he could have picked up some of the habits that the other one had, but he definitely did pick up the anointing, which was a double portion. So this woman discusses something with her husband, and she identifies that. Uh, he most likely is a holy man. And it says, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passes by us continually. Let us, let us make a chamber, a little chamber, 
That means a little room. I pray thee. On the wall. And let us set for him there. A bed. Notice the items that are identified. A bed. A table. A stool. And a candlestick. Talk about bare necessities. This this is about as simple as you can get. And it shall be. When he cometh to us. He shall turn in there. So in other words. In, it it had now become almost like a pit stop. Of whenever the prophet was either going in one direction. Or coming in another direction. That he was now going to stop there. To eat. But now the woman took it a step further and provided and was providing for him shelter. Not just food, but now shelter. Remember Jesus' teaching. Uh, consider the, the birds of the air. How, you know, they, they, they don't have places to store. They don't sow. They don't reap. Yet, your heavenly Father provides for them. And Jesus said, having clothing, having food, uh... Uh, basically, you're good to go. But this woman was used of God to provide for the prophet a place also now to be able to sleep and to stay and rest before continuing on his journey. <clears throat> and it says in verse 12, And he said to Gehazi, his servant, So his servant had to be present there. He had to be with him. As I said, the, purpose, the whole purpose was to serve his master. And it says, call this Shemanite. And he had, and when he had called her, uh, she stood before him. And he said unto him, say now unto her, Behold, now the prophet himself is not the one that is speaking to her, but he's speaking to the servant. It says, and he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful. Okay, here is the fourth use of this word of this woman. The word careful that is used there in the Hebrew is the word you have Shuddered with terror, hence with fear, uh, with anxiety. You have been afraid. Uh, you have quaked and you have trembled. In other words, this woman in the presence of the prophet literally gave such reverence that he was a holy man of God that she literally trembled. Well... I see we're just about out of time, but we'll pick up here tomorrow if you'll join us. Uh, tomorrow will be our 700th episode in two years of bringing the golden nuggets to you. If, you, if, you. if you've enjoyed them, you'll continue enjoying them. But we'll pick up here and see what exactly happens in this story. But until then, the Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up, our redemption draweth nigh. Amen.